0: Pro? I thought you did. I thought you listened to the podcast.
1: Wow. Heart. Welcome. Here, let me let me let me give you the introduction.
0: She doesn't know the intro. Yeah, she uh, doesn't know. I know it. Do I do it every freaking week, weirdo. You tell your mom. To the galaxy, to the
1: galaxy, to. Say it. We're
0: recording, so say it. From the galaxy to your ears, guys. (laughs) 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 It's the Nerd Holocron. Welcome back. Uh, This week we have a very special guest with us. Stephanie has returned. Steph Curry! Oh, wait, no, it's Jeff Furley. Are you saying my (laughs) girlfriend is (laughs) Harry? You're the one wearing werewolf shirts. What is that? uh, Anyway, guys, this week we're talking Hunger Games. Yes. Uh, I guess TV, uh, the movie and book?
2: Yes. And the the variations?
0: Yes? Okay. Okay. All right. First, let's kick it off with what you think about that, Steven, I had you watch *Ginger Snaps* back the beginning. Yes. What do you think about that?
2: I thought it was pretty cool, sort of weird. Uh, it kind of reminded me. Give um, uh, some other movie that kind of reminded me.
0: I can't remember,
2: but <laughs> I don't know. It was it was interesting. So it was, Okay. I thought the looks of the werewolves were really cool. Like you could tell they were like hat me in costumes, mm-hmm. I like guess, but the costumes yeah. look really nice. Yeah. And I don't know, period appropriate, like settlers going to the new Americas, building forts and getting diseases, Instead of smallpox and werewolves, yes, yes, and Indians, Indians. <laughs> races. Oh, we still have the Washington Redskins, so you can get away with anything.
0: Else. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I didn't.
2: I didn't see the very end. I was still watching it because I thought we were going to record yesterday, but I was like, "Is someone going to kill the kid at some point? The the, the kid get
0: murdered." To break the curse? No. No? I didn't think so. And at that point, it's not even the kid that needs to die. It's Ginger herself. Oh, that's right, because her
2: sister Mm -hmm. is the one that died.
0: But her sister's like, not going to kill her, so.
2: But the Indian guy's like, I already tried to nail your sister, and now I'm trying to nail you, so I need you to kill your sister so we can live together happily ever after. All right.
0: How would you rate this movie?
2: I rated, like, a seven. Alright. It pretty was
0: pretty good. <laughs>
2: good. And I, I, is it, like, a series? Is there more of them?
0: Yes, there's two more before this one. Are um, they both about Ginger? Or she yes, just have it? all of them are Ginger. Okay. And her sister. Alright. And you had me watch... Uh, After the Dark. Now, me and Stephanie both watched this movie. Uh-huh. Okay, so <laughs> oh I was waiting. There's a Simpsons episode about similar to this. Really, there's a comet headed to Springfield, uh-huh. and Flanders has a bunker. Oh. And it's like the whole town crams into this bunker. Right. And it's the same thing, everyone's like discussing their merit and like what they'll need in the world right. post comet. And basically, they conclude that Flanders, the guy who built this thing. He contributes nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
2: what does he even do?
0: So they kick him out. But then eventually everyone goes out with him to meet the comet. And the pollution around the Springfield breaks up the comet into this little pebble. Oh, my god! That's it. This movie was not that entertaining. Now- <laughs> I wasn't meant to be I picked it because it's like an
2: apocalypse-setting style movie set in the mind.
0: That's Which is on C with
2: our episode.
0: That's what I think bothered me the most. What do you think, Stephanie? Let's see. Oh, sorry. I thought it was
1: pretty good. We kept on making fun of it. No. We did.
2: Oh, I admit that the characters they choose and their personalities and traits are atrocious, but like the deeper psychological part is what makes it interesting. Like, how do you decide which person is better than another one and what skills outweigh other
0: uses and i agree but it was hard to focus on that when the lead actress had like no expression oh, on her yeah, face whatsoever
1: yeah. we thought she was a robot yeah that was going to be the <laughs> <the other> <laughs>
0: And then like her boyfriend like was a caveman that just shaved his body and dyed his hair blonde. Oh, <laughs> my God. Like they he put he really That sexy. episode of Bob's Burgers where they put Coochie Kopi in the oven and he kinda melts. <laughs> yeah. That's what this guy looks like. <laughs> um but I agree, like the deeper theme, like it's interesting, you know, you gotta like, well my life is valuable to me, Right. but big picture wise, it might not be to everybody. So yeah, um, what do you think, Steph? What uh, what else do you think? The movie?
1: Um, I liked the scenarios. I just thought it was
2: weird. I think outside of the last scenario, like the first two are very interesting because like they lock them out and like it kills them all and then.
1: uh... It was hard to stay in the scenario and not think of. Like they're talking about doing all this stuff in a classroom.
0: Right. Like that's gotta be ugly. Yeah. I thought that was weird, especially like the gay sex scene, you're like, what (laughs) the fuck? They just
1: go with that story? Yeah,
0: what's happening in the classroom? That's because it's
2: it's their last day, so they're like trained their minds to like be in your head to do that, what they're doing. I guess we're just seeing it from their perspective of their brains.
0: They jump to that real easy though. Yeah, Uh, I mean, I don't
1: know. Like we're in the bunker, we.
0: Ginny Weasley from Harry Potter is in
1: the movie. If you didn't notice that, that.
2: still looking great. Oh, (laughs) she's got
0: no soul, but she's still hot. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, how many years would you give it? (laughs) Real quick, the ending of the movie. I was just like, I didn't need this.
2: Yeah, she could have yeah, walked
0: was... the fuck out and that been the end of the movie and that would have been like okay.
2: Yeah, but hey, the... The end
0: was oh,
1: yeah. It. it was icky. Yeah, it
0: was very icky. I do agree. Uh I would give this what am I like? Out of ten out of five? What am do I doing? Out of ten. Out of ten comments. Out of ten How destructive t- is it on your like factor? I would give this a five. It's like it. if I saw if I was bored and I saw it on TV, I'm like, nah, I already watched it. I change the channel, try to find something else. Right. Yeah, but I'm glad I did watch it. I saw it
2: late at night, like one of those. It's a Saturday and it's midnight. and I just happened to come across it, and it blew my mind. And I was like, well, what is it? because I've always been interested in philosophy, thought experiments, especially like when they go over the actual ones, like the trolley and the <laughs> jumping off the. Uh, the Eiffel
0: tower one yeah. stuff like that i
2: thought that was cool interesting stuff
0: so. yeah uh i don't regret watching it uh but i would never watch it again i don't blame it okay i Thank like you. showing it to people though because it's uh, <laughs> feel it's my pain and watch
2: this movie because you're like oh
0: this is great and then you get
2: to the end and you're like
0: ah i wasted it <laughs> <laughs> all right do we have
2: nerd news? I don't have any nerd news. Uh, the only nerd news I had was Shang-Chi he had a second trailer, and in that trailer everyone's freaking out because Abomination Abomination It's appearance. And we saw more use of the Ten Rings. It looks like two sets of Ten Rings.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Five on each of their arms, and the dad looks like he has a purple Power Stone sort of power rings, and Shang-Chi's got
0: golden ones. And that's and the whole water. And fin, Fang foo. No, it wasn't fin, Fang foo. was I it? That was Abomination.
2: Underwater? I oh, look more, like a no. dragon.
0: I know that Abomination isn't that. People are freaking out about that.
1: I, I think, think thing, people thing, are freaking out about fin, Fang foo. Why wouldn't it be here? I
0: mean, he's a huge, wild character.
2: Yeah. He's a box and iron, dragon,
0: whatever. Uh, also, I heard this guy I work with, Tony. He showed me this. Oh, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> that uh... In Ant Man and the Wasp, you can see the TVA in the quantum realm. Really? As he's flying through the quantum realm, you can see the TVA off in the distance. Because ev- everyone's always like, oh, time passes differently in the quantum realm. They right. keep saying it, and they also say it in the TVA. Right. So, yeah. But yeah, that's my nerd news. Right. Do
2: so you have any No. 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 <laughs> I'm there, we just out there.
0: <laughs> Alright, let's discuss the Hunger Games. Yes. Do Who I'm... wants
2: to start? How did you uh, get into the Hunger
1: Games? Well, you obviously, you just want me to brag about you. Oh, that's right! <laughs> I read the books
0: again. And then... the hey, heck? quiet down.
1: I...
2: Read them when they first came out when I was like in middle school and at the time I was like, oh, that was really intense Good fictional story and then reading them again as an adult. I was like, oh my god, this could actually happen Like it scared the shit out of me. Honestly, I got very Like anxious after reading them. So I was like, I could totally see this actually happen Maybe not soon, but like very near future Twenty to forty years. Twenty to forty years. Like Matthew having to deal with the time of the future, not Mm -hmm. us so much. Definitely not Adrian. He'll be dealing with that years. Oh, for
0: sure. The rest of us, yeah. Okay, let's. I didn't read or really watch the movies. You guys did. What are the biggest differences that you liked and didn't like
1: about the very first one? Well, in the movie, it it seemed like it kind of stayed true to the book. It's just, I guess they had to change different things
2: to compact it into a movie. You want to give them an overview of what it's
0: all about? Yes? Okay, go ahead. No, you do
1: it. You're the guy. I'm not good at this stuff. (laughs) Alright, so
0: from what I understand, there's a Hunger Games, and... Every so often, every district has to put up people. Well, what happened was,
2: it used to be like we are now. There was America and everyone else. And through the natural run of things, resources started to run out. The temperature started going up. And the oceans rose and parts of America fell away and broke up. So that's why there's the 12 districts. Those are the ones that survived, and it's a smaller version of America now. And from what we can tell in the story and where the districts are, it seems like from Texas over up to the left is what's left, and Colorado's Rockies and the Appalachian Mountains, which is where District 12 is. So only really those areas exist anymore, and it never talks about if. the rest of the world is around or if they're like sealed up or what happened to
1: them well they're were, they were talking about um being wiped out of existence because um they were worried
2: about the war so i uh, think they're the ones left i guess kind of varying, but basically the capital is like the main city like the main america that rose up and it was like had the most resources of everyone so they built 12 districts, and everyone lived in peace and harmony until the Fire Nation attacked. And then, no. (laughs) They, everyone went to war with the capital because they're like, well, you guys have all the necessities of food and jewelry and technology and shit. They're like, oh, you guys make all that stuff for us. We give you things, the scraps. So they bombed each other and ordered them to atone for their sins as it were. They made up a thing where they called it the Hunger Games where it's every year so I don't know what that actually was. They had to <laughs> offer one boy and one girl tribute from each of the districts between the ages of eleven and eighteen. Mm-hmm. And it's a sacrifice to like atone for having caused the one isn't it? Mm-hmm. And everyone Puts their name in, and then the older you get, the more times your name goes in the raffle. And then there's like a food stamps thing called a TANF where you can get extra provisions by putting your name in even more times. So the main character, Katniss, her father dies in a coal explosion because their district mines coal and stuff. So she puts her name in like every year, like 20 times extra with her best friend Gail. And when a time comes for the tributes to come her little sister is on the chopping block now also and just telling her like oh it's gonna be okay no one ever gets picked first on their first reading and her sister gets picked and she volunteers to take her place oh okay, okay which never happens ever only in the career tribute districts which are like the first four that have like more they they build the nicer things in the capital so they have more food and resources so they make it a sport to win Hunger games whereas the other districts are weaker and have sickly people so they usually die. okay and it's like a televised event like american gladiator everyone watches it all year and it's like a huge celebration time you know,
1: yes
0: yeah, time to celebrate Children yes. killing children. Yes. Now, when Stephen introduced this book to you, did it catch you right away? Or is it kind of like, I guess I'll read a little bit more to see if it gets interesting?
1: Uh, yes, it did. Um, it's hard for me to start reading, but once I'm really into the book, it's hard for me to stop. So, it took me a couple of weeks after you gave me the books. So yes, it I, did. Yeah, I, I hadn't started reading it because every time I would try to read, I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did finally start reading. And taking Matthew to karate helps because it gives me an hour where I have to sit up. And, mm-hmm. so. Okay.
0: Okay. Now, which do you prefer, the book or the movie? the books the
2: books, but the movies are really great and spot on sort of like harry potter and the chamber sequence that's the second book and movie and in that one christopher columbus tried to cram everything from the book into the movie whereas the other ones they take a lot of stuff out with all these movies they try to like get everything in from the books
0: oh especially that that last book huh oh god they, so much to to make two movies <laughs> okay is there a big difference between Katniss from book to movie or is it pretty
1: much streamlined um, I think you get more insight into her mind in the book well
2: obviously she's but a great character writer cause like you see it from her perspective the entire series
1: I think you lose a lot of the emotion uh huh. And that's what I was missing in the movies, because I, I like
0: that stuff. Mm-hmm. Her conflict, her mm-hmm. internal conflict. With all, right, her all, right. all right. Anything else you want to say about this first movie? Uh,
2: well, the thing that makes it interesting is like, not only does she like have all these connections with all these people she's coming across but she's the last one to know like how much she's affected all these people's lives and it makes a difference when she gets into the arena and how she wins and stuff (laughs) don't want to ruin the story but she's like skilled because her father taught her how to like hunt and survive in the wilderness and take care of her family and everyone that wins the hundred games, the rest of your life, it's your job to train the next contenders, basically. But the person that's in charge of training her doesn't give a shit because <laughs> he's seen so many kids come and go. He's just a drunk that drinks to kill himself because he can't handle
0: the nightmare of being alive anymore. That's Woody Harrelson's character. Yeah. No. All right. And does she catch fire in this movie? She does catch fire. What do you think about that one? In the book, it was great.
1: In the movie, it just was. Well, <laughs> can I, me, I, I was imagining it bigger, more
0: impressive. I know what you mean. Castle Run, Han Solo. Oh, oh my God.
1: Uh, I think
0: and, when those movies came out, people didn't know
2: a whole lot about it. Because like, when the books came out, it wasn't like a huge. They from what I could tell, because I just randomly found it and I was like, "Oh, I don't read this," but I think once the second movie came out, people were like, "I'm invested in this. This is like fucking intense and scary and awesome."
1: It's another thing with the movie that I didn't like. It does take a lot of the emotion, and you just don't get that connection to cinema. Mm-hmm. That, that you did in the books. Oh yeah. Like in the movie, if I had just watched the movies. Alone, without reading the books,
2: so I'm like, why does she care so much about this guy? Why? Right. They don't. They don't put that in there. Okay. Okay. Well,
1: she cares because he's famous and he's so ready.
2: Why does he care about her. He's ready, Kravitz. He cares about all of it. <laughs> and <laughs> <She> leather
1: pants. <laughs> little, uh,
0: she cared about wearing underwear that day. Oh. <laughs> the thing he about I right? think he that hit is... someone in the forehead. With that. <laughs> Anyway, guys. Yes, look out below <laughs> and above. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's move on to the second one. This okay. one's called I'm Still Hungry. It's called Catching Fire. Catching Fire. Yes. Okay, okay well. Oh, real quick. The Mocking Jay is a big part of this whole series. Yes. Explain the Mocking Jay, yes, Stephanie.
1: Well, um. Well. I don't think it shows it in the movie, right? The the pin that is given to her by her friend? No, no. They don't even mention the pin.
2: No. The mayor's daughter, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, She said that she never really had a huge attachment to her. She didn't realize that she was cared for so much by this girl. And she said that she gave it to her. What was it? Like as.
2: Like as a token, because everyone could take a token from their home as a remembrance.
1: Yeah. And it's. It's a symbol of rebellion to a lot of people, and
2: it becomes even bigger when she wears it at the end of the first movie. Okay. During the war, the capital came up with all these different genetic things like animals and technology, and one they designed was a, a hybrid mockingbird that would follow the rebels and record what they were saying and eventually the rebels caught on. So they just started making up random bullshit facts, sort of like in World War II when the Americans worked with Navajo Indians to use their language, send messages between each other saying they were mocking them. And they trained them to send fake messages back to the, back to the capital and ruin their plans and like even false
1: information.
0: Okay, okay. All right. So now we're catching fire. Yes. Explain. Well, at the end of the book, obviously,
2: she wins the Hunger Games by refusing to kill her teammate because there's only one winner. So oh,
1: we didn't mention Peeta at all. We oh yeah. Well, because he's a
2: throwaway yeah, <laughs> character. He's a bread bacon piece of shit. <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, so, yeah. Please. <laughs> two people, boy or uh, girl. Real quick. Sorry, we're gonna go on break real quick. We'll come back with Catching Fire. Okay. And we're back. So, Stephanie. We're catching fire. Yes. Mm -hmm. Too much lighter fluid in the grill. It's blown up in my face. My shirt's on fire. Talk me through it. What? Talk about the movies. I read the book. Talk about basically what this second book is about.
1: Okay, so the second book, they are both victors. So they're going to have to go on tour to show...
0: Who were the victors?
1: Um, Peter and Katniss. Okay. They were both allowed to be victors because of what?
2: Because they are going to eat the poison berries and kill themselves, going on Juliet's
1: day. They have to go on tour to all the different districts, mm-hmm. and basically just show how in love they are, to supposedly try to convince everybody that it wasn't an act against the capital. It was just because they loved each other. Uh-huh. Um, it doesn't work. Yeah. And, I don't know, with each district, they seem to kind of... Nobody really believes them. They show more <sighs> defiance.
0: Winter, get off the
1: team. Like in... Which um, <laughs> district was it, eight? Yeah. When they go visit... Um, <laughs> Ruse District. One of the one of the people in the crowd Uh does the symbol. Yeah. And then they
0: all start whistling. Only when we're recording, right? (laughs) This is ridiculous. Anyway,
2: go ahead. Well, they
1: all start doing the whistle. Is it Ruse whistle? Yeah, that
2: was her end of the workday
1: whistle. And uh, that gave me goosebumps when I read it. Yeah, and I know. Like, the this movie my face
2: tries and- really hard to capture the emotion that the books carry, but the books just bring it to life yeah. so strongly that you have to read it to feel it.
0: Winter, get off the table. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. I know. I know. The problem with the both of them surviving is,
2: like, the Hunger Games represent oppression against everyone that rose against them. So it's like, we're giving you this opportunity to, like, have children that are going to win and, like, give them hope. But they only win because we let them win. And we only feed you because we let you eat from our table basically so anything you do is because of us and we need to remind you of that every single year so any type of rebellion like that is crushed and everyone that has any type of rebellion at any time during the 70 plus years that this has been going on they crush their soul And we get more of that in the second one. Like, we see other characters that have won and you learn, like, all the horrible things that the devil did to them in response to them
0: going against what the plan was, basically. Okay. Uh, what important things happen in this book that further continue the story? Um, because... Well, I was, you know, watching them periodically watching the movie and, you know, Stephanie explaining. So she's like, "Oh my god!" And then she like, "Tell me what she just read." It's like, I forgot what I was gonna say. I just started saying stuff and I lost.
1: What I was gonna say. All right, Michael. Scott. All, right, all right.
0: Basically, what events happen that push Katniss further? Because it seems like like she's oblivious to the fact of how important she is, mm. and the things that she's doing, and what they're, and how that she's impacting the people. What else happens? In well, this book? she
1: she doesn't realize that she's become the symbol. Um, as they're on tour, they see little signs here and there, like in District Eight, where they, that old man is getting murdered. Nice. But. Um, there was a rebellion brewing anyways but with everybody everybody seeing that because it's mandatory viewing the the Games, um with everybody seeing it um it just kind of focused their energies and mm-hmm. made them really know what they were in it for okay so um, even though there was going to be a rebellion on, Everyone's totally
2: spread apart and like kept from gathering together because they have like police officers called peacekeepers. It's their job to make sure you go to work and you go home. You go to school, you go home, and you don't. You know, no one's friends. No one gets along. You just the districts don't communicate
1: with each other.
2: Yeah, life is just fucking oppression,
1: and That's it. That's all you're allowed to have. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Well.
1: At least for the lower districts. Yeah.
2: But the higher end districts love the capital, so they would never join a rebellion to begin with. And the first time a rebellion happened, there was a 13th district, but it was literally nuked off the face of the earth as a symbol of, like, this is how powerful we are, and it doesn't matter how organized you are, we'll always win.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, the tour was meant to. Kind of pacify the people and show them that we did it for love, we didn't do it because we hate the capital. Yeah, uh, it didn't work, it didn't work at all. And that was just the beginning of the book. The next, what 75% of the book was um, they got called back to the Hunger Games because all of the victors were put into the pool. Of- oh, yeah, they have.
2: Every 25 years, they have a special event like Mm -hmm. a Super Bowl version of the Hunger Games. They call them quarter quills, and each quarter quill has like a different special added thing. So, like the first one, it was twice as many tributes, so four boys from each and four girls, and then like the second one, I don't know. But in this one, everyone that has ever won their names go into the pool, and then they get picked out. So it's even more intense because all these people won for a certain reason from all the different districts and each year the environment changes so there's never an advantage for one person or the other so you never know what you're going to get and the, the arena on this one is insane i figured it out as i was reading what it was and, but it's terrifying at the, the things they come up with like the creatures you, design, the, the technology that she uses, that
1: like, she writes about in order to tour to them, is insane. Interesting.
2: Uh, okay. 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 Uh,
0: book or movie?
2: Definitely book. I mean, the movie was really good, but the book was much
1: better. Yeah, the
0: book was good. Okay. Was there anything about the book that was better than the movie?
1: Uh, it's...
0: That's just because you're seeing it from
2: her perspective. Like right through her eyes, so it's even more scary. Okay. All
1: right.
0: Let's move on to the third book. Third book. And wait, what
1: happens
0: at the end of the second book? Yeah, what happens? Oh well, she catches.
2: They destroy the arena that they're in, and she gets airlifted out by the rebels, and then the real rebellion begins because they've captured her from the capitals reflections and now she could be the actual symbol of the They don't, they
1: don't bring PETA. They do not. They do not. And, and she's, she's messed up in the head. I mean, she has a lot of PTSD. Yes. But that just kind of puts her over the edge. When you're reading
2: the third book, a lot of the time, she's just like hiding in a corner, crying
1: yeah. and drugs. Well, up. It's hard to get through that book,
2: That is very it's not boring. It's What's just the name
1: of
0: the third book? The Mockingjay. I think. The Mockingjay. So it's the third book, the third and fourth movie. Yes. Okay. So, yes, I remember you saying it's very difficult to get through and you said, just fucking get through it at because some point. Because when you get to the end. <laughs> the last 10% of
1: the book was really good. Yeah. But, that, I don't know, it was just her being depressed.
2: But when you're finished reading the book, you realize like this is all through the eyes and ears of a 16-year-old girl that never experienced anything in her entire life, and now she's got all of this thrown on her, and these people want her to be the symbol of like, a rebellion and
1: like,
0: overthrowing and kind of throwing it, that's been you know, crushing her, her entire life. And in this book, we're introduced to that, that lady it's the head of the rebellion. Oh, yes. What's her name? I don't remember. I don't remember. Okay. Yes. I don't remember is it you?
2: Insanely... Coyne. <laughs> oh, yeah, Coyne. Okay. Yeah. She read it recently. But...
1: <laughs> recently or... <laughs> More
0: recently or...
2: <Wow>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, continue. Start me at the beginning of this movie. What's going on? What's her... What's, where's she at? so in her head she's messed up
2: because not only did she just get out of the traumatic experience of this event but also her she's developing feelings for pita and now it's like a survivor's guilt type of thing like she's upset that they saved her and not him and she feels that she's in love with them only because the danger was keeping them together i've seen it in other books where once everything's over they figure out like we don't actually have feelings for each other it was just like the heat of you know surviving was keeping us alive and
1: like telling our for like it's mm-hmm. love you know? yeah but she's she's falling apart mentally without him yeah she she helped her through a lot of stuff like they supported each other because they went through the same shit, even though she was way more badass but yeah. So we find
2: out that the Thirteenth District actually does exist, and it's underground, and they just like are off the map, and they don't go out of their way to make themselves known because you know, the capital will just wipe them out. Again. But they make propaganda films. They divide, develop her character as a jay and They're like just. Pretend to be this person that we need. just be Captain America. You don't have to actually be Captain America, just read the little script and every bail mine that you buy is a pool at your best gasket. I thought that was pretty lame.
1: Especially at the beginning when
2: they were trying
0: to fake her yeah. um what, like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And they started losing
2: people's like belief in her when, you know, they see her in person, and she's supposed to be this strong hero, like Rose with Finn. It's like, that's what a real hero is, and then she sees her trying to escape and escape
1: on something. Yeah. They're trying to force her to be this thing that she's not even aware that she is, yeah. which is the symbol of the rebellion. And uh, so Haymitch is like, when does she do her best work, like when nobody's telling you what to do, when she goes off script. We can't put her on a script because it looks fake as yeah. So, they throw her out into, what's the ship, was it? Uh, Is it Aiden?
2: Uh, they're just sitting around like on the front lines somewhere.
1: Yeah. She's, she's supposed to be out of danger, um, just visiting you know injured people in their makeshift hospital. Yeah. Um, it ends up getting bombed, and she kind of does a little bit of fighting, and they get really good footage. So they're able to put something together and put it out for all of the good to see. Yeah, because
2: at this point she doesn't care about herself. It's only when she's protecting other people that she can be a hero and be what she needs them. when they need her to be. And they're like, well, fuck it. Just do that. So they literally give her a bow with explosive arrows and she just goes out and fights.
1: And their camera crew.
2: Yeah, they train her to be an elite special forces people. And she joins a small group of elite like, you know, guerrilla fighters, and they go out, and then eventually they go to the main capital and fight the capital. Okay.
1: Okay. But the
2: thing that makes the story so great and will ruin the ending for people, so, sorry. If you don't want
0: to know the ending, don't listen to this. First of all, the book and the movies have been out for fucking ever, so... I know. But I only
1: recently went there. So, do you
0: want to
2: talk about the ending? How... They turned the end into another Hunger Games.
1: Yeah, well, that was kind of weird. Like the the whole beginning, it felt like it was just it was going forever. Yes, it was just being depressed. Understandably, after all she's been through, but then the last part <clears throat> when they're finally getting into the capital. Oh, my voice.
2: here. They turned the city into a Hunger Games. So like. There's traps and creatures and mutants and everything. So they have to go through the city to get to the main part where the president is, president snow, in order to kill him, which will bring the downfall of the government, I guess. Because he's like an emperor, not like a president, Sort of like the emperor, like he represents the president but he's
1: actually a monarch you know?
2: mm-hmm.
1: but there's still a Senate. You know? We forgot to
2: mention the part where they get Pina back. Oh, yeah. <clears throat>
1: Sorry. I don't know what's
2: going on with my voice. Okay. Peta? Yes. Well, in the first book, in the first movie, we see there's these wasps things called tracker jackers, which are like mutated wasps that have this hallucinogenic venom, and it makes you hallucinate and see all these horrible things. So... Later on in the story when they when Peter gets left behind, they use that bit to brainwash him and to believe in the cat is the a horrible monster. So the first time he sees her again, she's like, Oh god, it's you, and he tries to literally strangle her to death because he's hallucinating the fuck out of him. whatever, you know. So he has these bursts of like manic episodes where he just kills any and everyone around him. But she's like, the only way I'm going to complete this mission is if he's with me and you know. So as they're going through and getting picked off one by one, he's having these manic episodes where he's killing my teammates and you know trying to survive. And everyone's like, put a fucking bullet in this skull. Even I was like, kill this guy. But she's like, No, if you kill him, I'll kill all of you and myself. So they're like, Well, okay. <laughs> so Eventually, they make it, they capture the president, which is so intense, and he stands trial for his crimes, and as like a, a show of ceremony, she's the one that puts the final arrow in him and kills him.
1: I
0: she didn't do that. Oh, right, yeah. Anyway, yes, talk about what happens.
1: That's the well, leading up to that. After he gets captured, um... <laughs> Katniss realizes that <clears throat> Coin is just going to be another president. Snow. Yeah. Um. Yeah, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Um. <clears throat> so they have this huge gathering. Everybody's there to witness his execution, but instead, he kills Coin. She kills Coin. Because snow is basically useless, anyways. He's dying. Yeah. <clears throat> and who um, was it that already knew that she was gonna do it? That fat yeah. guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's just like amused by everything, even people dying. Kind of, he's just amused by. it. He's like, I knew this was gonna happen. Knew <laughs> we you were gonna do that. He's not surprised. Um, but you can elaborate on. <coughs> yeah other uh, stuff. Uh Stephanie is
0: slowly dying over here, so <laughs> he's like a
2: joker figure throughout the whole thing. Like he's accomplished everything he's ever set up to. Like he literally rose to power from nothing and was in power for many years by subtly poisoning, corrupting, and blackmailing everyone around him until he got to the top and he ruled at the top forever. And then this random girl from some nowhere town is just going to overthrow him. And he's like, that's the greatest joke of all because we're basically from the same, cut from the same cloth. But in the end, I still win because you didn't kill me and I'm dying, but you're ruined for the rest of your life where my life is going to end peacefully. So she's forever her mind is shattered. And he dies laughing
0: like that, basically. Just
2: like the Joker, you know. Okay.
0: Coin. let talking about Coin. haven't talked about her. What about her? What about her? Uh, i pointing a lot.
1: She's Powerpoint. using Katniss.
0: It's a
2: game
1: power. Because she wants to take over Snow's position. Yeah. Um, Katniss this whole time thinks that she's going to help to create you know a peaceful world. And that's not the case. Even her That guy that died, her right hand man. Oh yeah. Um, Even he knew. He was. He told Katniss right before he died, like don't trust. But he didn't elaborate, so she's like, don't trust who? Yeah. Um. What was I saying?
0: Uh, they told her (laughs) not to trust anyone, and yeah,
1: she finally realizes don't trust Coin, like don't trust anyone. Um, so she she killed her um, What was it It was really shocking For Katniss to hear That they wanted to do one last Hunger Games With all the children of the capital
2: Oh yeah well like In the book I don't think it shows in the movie But in the book After all that happens She gets arrested And then they hold her in a cell For like days on end And finally they're like We're going to have one last meeting And you know figure out where do we go over here? Like, Now that the government's overthrown, how do you build from what is left? And the first thing that comes up is like, why don't we just repeat the cycle except flip it on them? They forced us to offer up our children, so why don't we make them offer their children and have them, you know, sacrifice their kids in Hunger Games every year? And she's like, is this what happened 75 years ago a group of people sit down at a table and say what's the most horrible thing we can do to punish this oppressed group that was just trying to survive and the hardest thing is that nothing she says makes a difference anymore and they just ship her off somewhere and you don't know if there is more Hunger Games if they solve anything after everything she went through and after everything she sacrificed and lost and doesn't make any difference and then like that's like the worst part about the story is because like it's like a haunting joke of like it's like a you know, ideal world that snow builds like his legacy lives on because he, you know, nothing changed
1: I think the biggest insult to Katniss in my opinion was that she was she did this whole thing to save her sister yeah. and she could not save her sister. Yeah. She died horrible. Right? Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was horrible. How'd she die? Uh, yes. Amongst a bunch of children she was trying to save, that was
2: horrible, really bad. There you go. Uh, and, uh, when you're in the Hunger Games, you get sponsors and sponsors will send you gifts through little parachutes. So her sister joins up like a medical team that goes to the capital to try to save children and people that are there. And some orphans were trapped in a cage, so she was giving them medical attention. And then, what they think that is medicine comes down a little parachutes, but they were actually bombs that blow up, and
0: she witnesses her
2: sister
1: die.
0: Holy shit! Yeah,
1: yeah. In the book, it, it talks about you know, little children' body parts flying everywhere. Yeah,
0: it's it was, it was horrible. It gave
1: me sick feelings.
0: I was
2: fine. there was like a young adult blog cause it was very intensive, but yeah. Okay. But from what you could tell, like she goes off with Peter. they build a house and she talks about for years and years after that, that she's like, I will not bring children into the world because one, I don't know what the world is anymore. Like we just live out here. And we don't, not a part of any important decisions. We, just cast to the side because our part is over and you know they talk about how eventually they do have children and she explains what happened and uh, the theory is like they live in an ideal world where it doesn't happen again but there's always the seeds of it popping up again
1: there's so much that we didn't mention like yeah she chooses pita yeah
0: <laughs> Peter oh, over this? who gail yes. <clears throat> The books are
2: so intense because, like, you're seeing it through her eyes. She experiences so much, and it, like, all takes place within a span of a year in the three books, whereas in the movies, they had to, like, cram it in and tell the story and make it intense. They did a really good job, I think, you know, from book to movie. It's always the the books are going to be better, but they
0: did a really good job, I think. Okay, okay. Uh, any closing statements? Is this book series better than Twilight? Yes. Yes. Is this book series better than Divergent? Ooh. I think yes.
2: I think they both have similar ideas. And when I first read Divergent, I was like, oh, this is just a carbon copy, but that one has its own unique twists and things. So if you like Hunger Games, just read that Divergent series for sure
1: i i think yes i think i did like these books better I and mean, i like both of them it's just that this one inspired more emotion out of me i was i was reading it and literally crying sometimes
2: yeah i think it's important to read it and show it to your kids because like it shows how like when you're an oppressed people you'll do anything to survive and that's what we've seen all throughout history like, someone will be like, I have this idea that will solve everything. And you're like, well, we're literally burning our money because it's worth nothing to stay alive. And we're killing each other in the streets because there's no food or gas or lights. So let's follow this guy. And like if we fight for him, he'll supply. And he's supplying. So
0: we'll do what he says. Okay. Last question. Okay. The final movie yes. in this series. Mockingjay Part 2. Is this final movie better than Avengers Endgame?
1: No. No? Didn't
0: think so. Alright, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, So you definitely recommend the series? Obviously you recommend it to her. And then we should read
2: (laughs) the prequel series The Ballad of Songbirds and
1: Snakes.
2: Have you started reading
0: that one yet? I have
1: started reading it. But I'm only, like, maybe 10 pages haven't, I haven't really
0: taken math into karate, and that's where I get my (laughs) sorbity. Well, all right. Uh, That concludes that. We're going to go to break real quick. See you in a little bit. All right. All right, guys, we're going to backtrack just a little bit. Also, we're back from a break, obviously. on the backtrack. So a couple of weeks ago, we did a chicken sandwich review. Um,
2: chicken Sandies.
0: I think there's obviously more sandwiches that we can review. But this is something that I didn't get when we were doing the, uh, the review. And I wanted to get this tea. Just wasn't able to. Time constraints. Yes. And I was able to get it today because I knew he would be here. This is Milo's sweet tea.
2: Hello, Milo. You put your
0: sweet tea
2: in my no. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, out of here this is a this children's
0: breakfast. show. No scarce.
2: Jesus. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna give it a sip. Yeah, but it is good the second time, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know,
0: the first are time. you
1: pretending like you didn't just do that? Before? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we did,
0: but some stuff happened. We had to be recorded. <laughs> anyway, yes, right? You agree? This is an amazing team. That is pretty good team. Thank you. That's just that's on
2: par with the Goldie. I like it a lot.
0: <laughs> All right. So now that that's out of the way, yes. Uh, okay, I'm not gonna lie to you. I only watched half a Loki <laughs> and like half a Bad Batch. Okay. Reasons, you know. <laughs> yes. Okay, so Loki is, like I said before, is... we should do the bad match first. All right, uh, I didn't watch all of it. All I, all I, the last thing I saw was that Omega got away from Cad Bane. Yes. and that she is genetically pure.
2: Yeah,
0: just like Boba Fett, A.K.A. Alpha.
2: Ooh, okay. Go on. Um. Damn, I don't remember that. No? I gotta be honest, I was super tired when I watched it. And no. like, I don't know. I did this show was not capturing my heart and soul, like the Are Mandalorian. You
0: first of all, if you don't okay, first, okay, hold on. My brain and my heart have to compute this. Okay, so from what I saw, the Kaminoans want Omega back. Right. Because Her DNA is so pure. Basically, the only thing pure is Jango Fett himself. Right. And the only other clone like this, I said clone. Clone The only other clone like this is Boba Fett. Okay. So they want to extract her DNA Mm -hmm. and then discard of her. Okay. So from the last thing I saw, she did get away from Cad Bane. Yes. But. Cynic captured
2: her again. Oh, she did. I believe so. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, she was
2: attempting to, and she gets away from both of them because the Bad Batch come in and rescue her. And they're like, "I don't want to go back to Camino ever again." And Hunter's like, "I promise you, you'll never go back." Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, "That's a promise you can't keep, Hunter." You keep getting captured every fucking episode. Sorry, I just, I, uh, I don't know. Well,
0: I mean, it's a lot of this episode is just, you know, these clones that have not gone through with Order 66, just trying to find a safe place in the galaxy. Right. They don't have the support of the, the Republic anymore. They got to just do things on their own, which makes things incredibly more difficult. Yes. Whereas before, it was like they were brought in to help bring something down. Now, you know, they don't have any support element. And, I don't know, I like the show. I don't understand why you don't like this show. It's not that I don't like it, I just don't... Uh,
2: it's like, it's just like an okay thing to me. <laughs> it doesn't... I feel like a lot of the times, every week, it's got a predictable element to it. And, like, I don't know. I feel like, in the end, there's like there's no way that they can get away and stay away. Like nowhere they go can they escape the Empire and like I just don't see in a wider sense what they're going to accomplish at all. You know? Unless a reveal comes where Omega is gonna become a Jedi or like the other Jedi Padawan's gonna come along at some point and like help them accomplish something. I'm just like I don't I don't know. <laughs>
0: Um, well, I'll finish watching it see what I see, but yeah, like like I said before, I think that this show is gonna lead to the Kaminoans revolting against the Empire yeah. and how Kamino falls to the Empire.
2: Yeah, I guess that will be the end
0: game of it, hopefully. I guess
2: coming off the back of the Mandalorian and like for how long it's been since we've had that show, I just want more something more exciting. With The Mandalorian, every week, it was just, like, insanely fucking awesome. And I feel like with this one, they're like, let's be a lot more reserved because it's cancel culture, so we don't want to do anything to, like, tick anyone off. So it's like we're not going to push the envelope at all. But with Loki, I feel like they're, like, Let's Loki it the fuck out,
0: yeah, you know. Nice segue into that.
2: Yeah, I love it, Loki. That's like my new favorite show. Every episode is like a movie, just like Falcon Winter Soldier, and it's super good. Loki, one of my favorite characters. I love magical characters and super villains. And like I said before, when we did a Stanley Memorial mention, he loves villain characters because they can do things heroes can't. Like there's nothing holding them back. There's no morals to bind them. It's all uh, about surviving. Did you not
0: watch a uh, U.S. agent fucking shield that dude in the face? Exactly. <laughs> He's a hero, bro. Yeah,
2: well, it becomes a villain at the end. And, like, you know, it breaks the bonds of heroism.
0: Okay, and then?
2: They just have a lot more fun. Yeah. You know? And for Loki, like, at the end of that episode where he just goes to the portal because, like... He makes you think, like, oh, you could trust him, but you can't.
0: Never. (laughs) You can
2: never trust him.
0: And in this next episode, they're they're followed? Yeah. No, they go somewhere. They're fighting over that time thing.
2: Yeah. Well, she goes, this female Loki who's named Sylvie, I guess. Yes. Or she changed her name to Sylvie. She goes back into the TVA, so everyone thinks, like, oh, she escaped and she went somewhere else. They didn't think she would go right back into the belly of the beast. And her brilliant plan is to destroy whoever the timekeepers are. But we're slowly starting to realize that the timekeepers most likely don't exist. And one of the huge reveals was all of the variants are the workers of the TVA. Because Sylvie's powers are that she could like mind control people like the stronger her mind is she has to like form a memory inside of your mind to get you to lose control and give it to her basically i guess and that's how she figures out that they're all variants mm-hmm. that lost their memories and it's sort of similar to wanda's powers where she was repressing everyone's minds but they were still awake in the back part of their brains but you know they're living this dream um, of the perfect pleasant middle town you know
0: and in this episode it's very heavy-handed that sylvie's enchantress yeah that's what everyone's saying but
2: i think people keep forgetting that this is another variation of loki so his power her powers Loki is a fluid thing and his symbol is a snake, which symbolizes fluidity. So he can be both man, woman, animal, whatever. If you know anything about his horse, it's all dude. He's got a dragon kid, well, it's a giant snake, a horse kid, and the goddess of death, Hela, who's his daughter, not a sister. So yeah.
0: But it just so- seems like they keep saying enchanted a lot, and Enchantress is blonde. She does wear green. Yeah. And she enchants people. <laughs>
2: it's true, but I don't think
0: she's the Enchantress.
2: It's cool if she was, but she's not.
0: We'll see.
2: I I was like, wouldn't it be awesome if they had, like, an actual executioner, you know? Like, Carl Irvin did a good job of being him in Takaki, whatever, Takis. Watanabe's <laughs> Thor movie, but the actual executioner is just like a brute with a giant axe and just murders everything and as the is the Enchantress's right-hand man.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It'd be cool if we got to see
0: him, you know. But a variation, yeah. a variation. But
2: we're seeing like two Lokis going against each other and they have like similar mindsets, but they also are very different people. And it's interesting to see how, like, the chemistry interacts with each other and, like, you know, all of, every time Logie is in a movie, it's all about him, his plans falling apart because, you know, you can't trust anyone when the only person you can trust is yourself because you betray everyone mm-hmm. and everyone knows that about you. But he manages to get away, but this time he's trapped on that planet and it's like, how the fuck are they going to get out of this one? I don't know. And that's another interesting thing, magic cannot imitate science just like science cannot oh, magic can't replicate science like science can't replicate magic. So like they need to charge a little time pad, but they can't magic an electrical charge to charge it or fix it or change it in way. Right, right. <clears throat> so that in case people were wondering, that's why they had to find something to power the time pad. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so yeah. Cool. All right. Um, oh my God, there's so many say. I don't even know.
2: I think it's it's fun to see this Loki for me because this Loki is right after the loss of Avengers One, so everything we've seen him do with the other things has and is happening like on a time stream. But this variant Loki, he's like. Growing as a person independently, so like he's making different decisions that he would have made as the other Loki. <laughs> because in the end, he became a hero. He sacrifices himself and he dies for his brother Thor. Whereas this one, he's still backstabbing and betraying and like you know,
0: mm-hmm.
2: he's out for himself still. Yes.
0: Yeah. So it's
2: like it's been years that we see this character, but for him, it's just, this is like days after his big loss. You know. So he's still fresh.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So it's
2: cool to see, like, this is what he's like, you know. For me, anyways, because I'm a huge fan of the character.
0: Yes. Uh, I agree. It's a good show. Yeah. Uh, very awesome. From the get-go. Not slow like those other shows. Right? I I
2: hope we see more Lokis. Like, there's all sorts of There's Kid Loki. There's Old Norse God Loki, where he fucks with Thor and his love life and stuff. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, he's just, like, he used to be really maniacal and very evil when they were younger. And then, like, there's kid mischievous Loki and there's, like, a young adult Loki that is, like, growing into who's going to be as an adult he's is, like, rounded out as a villain, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I hope we can see more of these as
0: well. Too. All right. Um... So yeah, uh, I gotta watch. going to finish watch those two episodes, but they seem pretty good so far. Uh,
2: okay, I'll keep holding on, and eventually something will happen. I'll be like, ah! <laughs> I don't know.
0: Uh, you need to finish watching the Clone Wars, bro. I do you know. Like this show is so much better once you watch that show. Yeah. Yes, just like, you know. I almost I have like an hour left of Ahsoka, and then
1: you
0: know, <laughs> <laughs> then I'll that like, only so. take
2: you five hours to listen to it over a period of five weeks.
0: <laughs> no, I really like this book.
2: It is awesome. I think the thing that like makes clones interesting is like when they're around a Jedi, because I think the misconception is a Jedi can use their powers like willy nilly all the time, but they have to focus their energies and concentrate and like use their skills to like be useful in combat. Like it's not something that just turn on and off. And that's something that's prominent in the Ahsoka book. Like constantly after every loss, she has to meditate on like what she could have done or what she needs to do from that point on.
0: Oh my God. I'm at this part where she leaves, she leaves that fucking planet where the where the farties are, right? Yeah. She has to leave because the Empire's snooping around like Man, she can't yeah. stay. She goes and she realizes she's being followed. Oh yeah, that's and where fuck, it gets yeah, interesting. Fuck yeah, dude. And that that person's like, I'm I'm with Black Sun. As soon as he said Black Sun, I was like, <gasps> Oh
1: <"Whoa." Yeah. laughs> <So>, uh,
0: <laughs> I was at work too, and like there's people where I was like, Oh shit, you <laughs> fucking
1: black sun.
0: But then uh, you know I to me, it was like, when she was like, I'm Ahsoka. I can't I can't hide anymore. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. This is who I'm going to be. Ashla's dead. I'm just Ahsoka now. Yeah, right? Fucking love that shit. Like, you just can't. She is a Jedi, no matter what. Yeah. And she, although it would benefit her to live longer, to not advertise that she's at a point where it's like it doesn't fucking matter like i have to help people and this is the only way that i can help
2: yeah like that them. is like we were talking about the hunger games you're seeing it through her eyes and you're reading it like you're you're her thoughts yeah. mm-hmm. so that's why you feel such a strong connection with the soga and with the hunger games yes
0: that's anyway, why
2: those stories are rare and far between when it you feel such a deeper connection with the character. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's what I said. I think that's why the Clone Wars show was interesting because, like, they, you know, everyone looks to the Jedi as, like, the ultimate warriors, and it's like, we're not warriors, we're protectors. The clones are the warriors, and that's why we're the generals of them because, like, we have military mindset, but they know how to carry out the orders to a fault. True. And it gives them, you know, direction. I just, I don't, with the Bad Batch, like, Hunter is obviously their leader, but it's taking him a long time to gain traction and, like, you know, I get it because on, they're on the run, I guess. But I'm hoping eventually at some point he's going to be like, you know, this is what the fuck we're doing, like, you know. Like, when they came across Rex, he's, he, like, gave up command instantly, like, I want Hunter to, like... Take charge and be like, "This is what the fuck we're doing. This is what the fuck we're doing. Going, and this is who the fuck we're killing."
0: No, I know, but also Rex is—I would say he's above him, regardless. Yeah, because you know, Hunter's whole life is he, him, and the the Bad Batch support element. Yeah. they're not in charge of anything. It's like, okay, like go. Go take that guy down over there. We're yeah. going gonna to keep going this way. But that guy's going to cause a problem later, so go take care of him. And that's just the way it is. Like, I don't know. Uh, I did like that uh, Crosshair only has one eye now. Ooh. Oh. I need to rewatch this. Yeah, you I do, bro. I too. need to finish it. You need to rewatch it. I guess. But, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, anyways. Let's move on, shall we? Oh yes, can't wait for this coming week of episodes. Wednesday and Friday. Yes. Okay. Uh, watch me if you can. What do you got for me? Uh
2: well, Modot still. We haven't watched it yet. Watch that shit. It's fucking insane. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I went and watched Fast Nine, and I gotta say, that is one you can skip. Don't even bother.
0: Yeah, I could have told you that, and I think I did tell you that. Yeah,
2: but and for me, it was hard to see because I'm a huge fan of the Fast and Furious, but this one was just not good.
0: Uh-huh.
2: It had some good elements, but it was trying to tell four stories simultaneously, and it just did not work at all. No, and it hurt my brain. I honestly, I don't. I had to watch it again because I don't even know what they were trying to accomplish to begin with. Honestly.
0: Uh, I, honestly, I've watched a lot of videos that review it. it. Doesn't fit. Basically, it's like it's just a movie they put out. Yeah, it, there's no rhyme, reason, anything. It's just here you go.
2: I just like I saw the eighth one in the theater, and I was like, that literally blew my fucking dick off. That was awesome. They took classic elements of the first movies. They had this new setup where it's like they're spies. And like the ultimate villain, the guy that always wins. And in the end, the only reason that they even get it close to winning is because he changes sides and he's like, oh, I was good all along. Big reveal. Mm-hmm. You
1: know?
2: But with this one, it was like, it could have been about just the one character and if they solely focused on him, it would have been a great movie. But the fact that they were trying to tell, like, so many stories all at once. Just ruined it for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is this is not good. I don't like this. So you don't recommend it? I don't recommend it. It's, okay. it's hard. Because, like I said, each one is unique and great in its own way. But this one was not. So, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> you were watching Invincible right now. I still recommend that show.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh... I don't know what happened the first time I started watching it. Dominic. Sorry, guys. Anyway. (laughs) But yeah, shit's crazy. It is crazy, right? The only thing that got me is, like, they were talking about, like, gender politics and stuff. Like, they got real political about something. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, is someone going to die or what? (laughs) (laughs) Also, I would fucking hate to live in a world where it just constant monsters and invasions, and you're just like, dude, what the fuck? Like, can not you walk down the street and fucking monster's just gonna kill me or someone's gonna blast me in the face? Right? Ugh, awful. I think it's
2: even more intense in the comic. Like, like I've seen... I'm part of all these fan page groups that have little excerpts from the comics, and it looks even more crazy, but... In the first episode, it makes it look like Omni-Man. is it like a joke character, like... Oh, look at the wannabe Superman, and like, oh, he cleans up our messes because we're the Justice League. And then he fucking murks the Justice League, and you're like, oh, okay, then.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> He's not a joke at all. You are, Batman, wannabe guy. <laughs> I sent you that picture of the Impractical Jokers. Uh, it's like they're on the phone with the Batman guy, and they're like, all right, now try to sneak attack. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it gets, it's like head bastion, and they're all laughing watching <laughs> uh, the footage. Yeah.
0: What else do you recommend?
2: Uh, let me see. Uh, still, Army of the Dead. I'm still excited about that movie. I loved it. I don't know. There's not a whole lot of stuff that's new that's out right now that I've seen. I'm just getting excited for all the stuff that's coming up. Like next month, we're getting Black Widow finally. I don't know how that's supposed to fit into the wider Marvel universe, or it's going to be like a standalone thing.
0: It's just a, like, oh, this is what happened. All right, yeah. you guys are happy now? Cool, thanks. Maybe.
2: I don't know how. Like, intense, they're gonna get with this. Like, if it's gonna have time travel elements or not, or like, this is an alternate dimension of Black Widow where she doesn't die, or like, what are you talking
0: about? This happens directly after uh, Falcon and uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, where at the end of the movie, she's like, I'm gonna go off and you know,
2: yeah, like, I know, but like, I don't know if it's gonna have elements of like,
0: this was always
2: planned to happen. No, I don't think they thought that far ahead. Um, I think this
0: movie is just. This
2: movie. All right. Well, I guess we'll see what it comes out. I'm definitely excited for Shang-Chi, though. That one looks really cool. Yeah. Oh it looks like what I wanted the Iron Fist show to be, but it's with this other character. Mm. Snake Eyes also. That one looks really Dude, yeah, fucking cool. Yeah, it does. Cool. looks good. It's, from what I understand, it's like a retelling of the G.I. Joe universe, so they're like re revamping the whole thing from the beginning with Cobra and everything, and Snake Eyes is going to be, like, the founder, founding member of G.I. Joe's, I guess. Hopefully. It looks super cool. I like that guy. He he was in the third uh, John Wick movie, and he, like, beats the shit out of John Wick, like, cuts him up real good.
0: Yes, he does. Yeah, and he (laughs) makes some
2: mean sushi.
0: (laughs) Um... I don't really have a lot to recommend this week. One I do, it's from, he's on YouTube. His name is Mr. Ballin. He has a story. He changes the name of the characters. Oh, yes. But this one is about how a plane went down in the ocean and the incredible story of that person. Basically, this whole fucking story is fucking insane. Yeah, it is. And the person who it is at the end, like when he said the name, I was like,
2: what the what? I didn't yeah. expect that name at all. Right?
0: Neither did I. Uh okay, the name of that episode is Someone You Know Was on This Plane from Mr. Ballin. And By the time I, you get to the end of the story, you forget like it's
2: supposed to be someone you know, and you're just like the mere fact that anyone can survive all the things that happened and then you find out who it is is insane. Dude, it
0: fucking blew my mind. Like I'm still just like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's what I recommend. And Stephen listened to it, and you heard his reaction. Do yourself a favor. Go over to YouTube. Find Mr. Ballin. Find this episode. Find out who this person is. Jesus Christ.
2: Okay. Um, oh, yeah, Mr. Sunday Movies and the Weekly we Planet. Like, uh, he gave us the inspiration to start this thing, so that's why we always recommend that you check out his YouTube channel and his show. Uh, if you're interested in video games, check out Game Grumps—they're awesome.
0: Uh, also, the guy who makes our uh, intro and outro music, uh, Audio Disconnect, took a picture of Steven sleeping and painted his the uh, cover of I guess one of his singles or his albums. Oh, it's an existing thing. directly <laughs> directly the a picture. Oh. Uh, all right, guys, uh, we got to go. Yeah, uh, remember to keep that high ground,
2: and we're not me. torturing any children on this show or animals.
0: Uh, no. Also, audio disconnect, thank you for that sweet intro music. Yep. Bye. Hey.
1: I pledge myself to your teachings. a job to do, Anakin. Try not to upset
0: him.